This is the Rich Eisen Show. This is going to be in the pantheon of post-game press conference coaches rants. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. <laughs> just give them a win. The Rich Eisen Show. Darko's going to get a beer commercial when he retires. Awesome. That was great. Today's guests, Buccaneers quarterback Baker Mayfield. ESPN college football analyst Greg McElroy. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We spent the first hour talking about Bill Belichick no longer being the head coach in New England after 24 years. He and uh, Bob Kraft uh, announced that they are mutually parting ways in statements. Took no questions. Belichick left. And I'm assuming the facility for the last time. And uh, Kraft is sticking around for another hour, and he's going to take questions top of hour three of this program. And we'll get that uh, to the best of our ability, turned around, as they say, in the television business and sent to you. Meanwhile, I thought we were going to come on the air and talk all about Nick Saban. Uh, Greg McElroy is going to be joining us shortly from the Worldwide Leader in Sports. And in terms of, of that, I mean, I mean, the one stat I think that jumped out at me that I saw that kind of puts in perspective Nick Saban's greatness, if a stat can, more first-round selections sent to the National Football League than losses as a head coach at Alabama. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to go 16 straight 10-win seasons. No. no. He sent more first-round draft choices to the National Football League at Alabama than he did losing games at Alabama. In 17 years. Wow. That <laughs> <That's> is unbelievable. <laughs> How about great, that? Great stat. Yeah. Uh, 71 losses at all, period. His entire coaching career in college. We all know the uh, Michigan State years as well. I'm glad yeah. that he left. Yeah. Um, 292 wins all time. He was the MAC champion of 1990. Also, it's kind of like Belichick. Like He only won Coach of the Year twice. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, too. I mean, Phil Jackson could have won it every year, you know too, I mean? in the NBA, right? It's just like, after a while, it's like, yeah, we, we know you're the greatest coach there is. <laughs> Let's give somebody else a little bit of run, you know? You know I, I get it. <laughs> um, Camp Coach of the Year, Bear Bryant Award winner. And, um, you know, he, he's, he is the greatest college coach ever. There's just no, there's no other way to put it. <laughs> With all due respect to those who have more wins yeah, all time and, just... you know, and... And uh, Bobby Bowden and Bo and Bobby Bowden, right? You know, I mean, exactly. seriously, it, it's just there's just the day and age in which it's done. And you have to wonder too, when uh, when Nick talks, um, is it just like okay, that came out of the blue? Is it just like uh, this whole NIL, this whole portal thing? That's for the young kids to to figure out as coaches. You know, Dion's yeah. putting on his, you know, he's putting on his shades and and other. Uh, it's just. The way that coaches might relate to kids these days, I, I have no idea. He's just like, I, 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 I'm, I'm done with it. I don't know what their plan, his plan is, but um, there's just nothing else to say other than he's the greatest. There's no argument. Is there an argument? No, I don't think so. In this day and age, winning at LSU so. and Alabama, and I don't care that he didn't do it with Miami. So what? So what? I mean, the only other argument is the guy who coached at that college. Yeah, Bear Bryant. Sure, yeah, yeah, I get it. Sure. You know, that's, and I know there's recency bias and things of that nature. 
And the question is like, who's next there? Um, in, in the day, and this is, you want to talk about 21st century in the day of NIL and transfer portals and how things are different. Um, certainly when it comes to college coaching, the one place that you normally say, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on however you, you get your sports news on your phone, right? Whatever app you choose. The, the app you, you could probably choose the best to figure stuff out is FlightAware. <laughs> you know, you put somebody's tail number in and you see, oh, that plane's going to Tuscaloosa, huh? And that was the whole conversation that Dan Lanning, the coach at Oregon, was in Tuscaloosa. And he's going to take the job, right? I mean, who wouldn't take the Alabama job, right? Right. You well, I, I don't know if Phil Knight stepped in. Because if anybody's got the money to tell Dan Lanning, stay. And obviously that... I shouldn't assume it's just money, right? But he's staying. And you want to talk about 21st century in this world of transfer portal? You know how we found out about it? He tweeted out a video. And it's a pretty badass video. Of him walking into (laughs) the first team meeting of 2024 with his kids and basically went Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. He's not leaving. It's a minute-long video. We'll try and turn that around for you and show it here on our on our show, That's on our cool. Roku channel-only segments. That's what he did. He's not leaving. Who wants the Alabama football job? Oh, man. Who wants that gig? I know you do. You got facilities. You got... Everything. Everything you want. Everything. Although somebody already decommitted, right? Uh, five-star wide receiver, yeah, had decommitted. He didn't... I'd say come to Michigan, but I don't know if our coach is going to be there much longer either. <laughs> yeah. Can we never have that parade so Jim's got to stick around? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Dan Lanning's not going. Staying in Oregon. Wants to stay to be a Big Ten coach. <laughs> this world, man. <laughs> Nuts. Um, Baker Mayfield's going to be joining us shortly as well. Let's go to Tony in Florida. You're here in the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Tony? 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 Hey, Rich. How are you? This is uh, Del Tufo's podcast, Goomba. Hey, Tony. Florida. How you doing, Mike? How you doing, Tony? Hey, listen, Rich. I just wanted to call in and give a hat tip uh, to Bill. Uh, the 80s for my G-men were magical uh, under the Bills. And a little trivia here, if not for uh, George Young being a little stonad, as we say in the trade, and being blind, having a blind spot for Belichick, who knows? The G-Men script might have gone a whole lot different with the first bill yeah. handing the ball to the second bill. Well, I mean, um, that's the, the two words in Giants fans' lexicon. How old are you, Tony? You're, you're old enough, right, obviously, to remember all this? Uh, yes. I am. Uh, I'm on the north side of sixty. Okay, so you know the four letter words in this front are, are Ray Handley, right? Ray and Handley. That's uh, that's who followed up uh, Parcells. Yeah, well, I think the word for Gazy and Ray Handley. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I know Tony. Right I know. I mean, I I don't know. Um, and and I appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, Tony. I guess that's the what might have been right, but. He went with Bill to New England, right? Belichick, didn't he? And then he went with Bill to the Jets, right? didn't he? And then he left the Jets because he, I assume, 
didn't want to work for Woody Johnson. And that's the one thing that should inform you about what Bill Belichick's going to do next. He looks at ownership, folks. He's not just going to take any job just because he wants to keep the hoodie on. He will look at ownership. And who is the owner that will make him feel that not only he's in charge and gets to be in charge and gets to be, you know, comfortable with the setup, let's put it that way. But who's going to who who's not a flake? Who who's not going to be, you know, problematic? Who's not going to who's going to try and get in the way of winning because of all other nonsense? Uh, I don't know. Is it the Carolina owner? Will he will he meet David Tepper and say what? I don't know. We all have a view of who that guy is. I don't know. Will he meet the Spanoses and say this is not working for me? I don't know. I'm wondering if he meets Josh Harris. Yeah, there's there and go. that group and says, "Okay, I'm the first for you. I'm your first. And this is a new way of doing things. And I will do for you what I saw Parcells did for Kraft. And that's a splashy hire for the Harris group. And you get the second overall selection. Right. And you are also in the NFC East again. And you are also, I'm just kind of wondering if that is the appeal here for Bill. And it's an appeal for Washington. That they bring in Belichick to the nation's capital. He goes and hangs in Annapolis on his off days. You know? Just up the road. Be kind of a fitting homecoming. Uh, I mean, Vince Lombardi finished his career as a Washington head coach. It's, it does make sense. That is the one that leaps out at me. Because Bill will look at ownership. And I, honestly, I don't, I don't. And he will know. He knows where every... Bone is buried with ownership. He knows. He will know if there's a family squabble he wants no part of, if there is, you know, uh, cash flow problems he wants no part of, a weird structure in the in the float chart he wants no part of. He will be all over that. Or just a certain personality. This guy's or this family or this this lady is not serious. Mm. You know? Also a team that needs to be able to win kind of right away. Right, in that, right now. Right now. And uh, or one that has kind of a quarterback situation I mean, it, I'm wondering that's not if it, in flux. if Atlanta would work, too. Because, I mean, Arthur Blank is, you know, he, he says he, he wants to win right now. He's, he's 81. Desperate to win, yeah. He needs to win. He wants to win now. I mean, he's. That's also a roster that's got a lot of talent on it on both sides of the ball. Uh, we know offensively what they have, what they spent recent draft picks on. But that defense right. played really well. They're kind of one piece away, head coach, quarterback, from uh, you know an easy division, you'd think, so to speak. Just first blush thoughts on where Bill might go next. And in terms of what Saban does next, 
I mean, how, how much does he want to be involved? He could write his ticket. He could take a seat next to McAfee on uh, 100%. on uh, college game day if he wants, I imagine. Totally agree. Or just kick back on the lake. And, on the lake. Is that what he says, right? Live the rest of your life with uh, Miss Terry. Yeah. and uh, Eating those little Debbie cakes. That's right. Making Aflac commercials. Making Aflac commercials with Dion. Yeah, just... But well, what what about we, what we talked about pre-show, Chris? Where you said would be a good fit for him, perhaps? I, I just think him taking the week Corso spot on game day. Well, I mean, just yeah, sitting next yeah, to McAfee, and a I mean, I think Lee still wants to have a. Uh, they want him to still have a role yeah. too. Every now also, and then. Also, Saban wearing the funny headgear, I think, is. Be I don't nice, think that'll be his thing. Would be a nice. Uh, I don't think plot it's, twist. How about this one? If Belichick doesn't want to coach anymore, how about a coach cast? Oh. For games. Oh my God! Having Saban and Belichick sit there, you know who would hate that and watch games. Anyone together. who's calling the actual game because oh. no one's watching them. What about what about <laughs> no one's watching them? What How about I, a coach cast? I'm you want our Ari Show Productions? I want a three man booth. you the coach cast. Three man booth Thursday night Amazon. Al, Bill, Saban. Off you go. Who says no to that? Kirk Herbstreit. Maybe he. You know. <laughs> I think Kirk is, would gladly step aside hey, so we can watch. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know how gladly that. Kirk's going to step <laughs> I don't aside. Know about that. I'm just talking about an all. Everyone's talking about everyone's talking about alternate casts, or or Saban and Bill co-head coaches for whatever spot they decide to go. Falcons, Saban and Bill are the co-head coaches. Right. How's that work? How's it work? One coach they, the they go, they go undefeated and win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Mm. Fun stuff. Okay. So uh, let's take a break. Greg McElroy will join us on the other side. Baker Mayfield will join us as well in this program. Carl Anthony Towns, your phone calls, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the program, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, Another observation about uh, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. If anybody out there is upset that they're both out of their spots, there's one person I think you can look to blame. First up, Nick Saban's final game. Who sent him into retirement? sentiment to retire yeah. that's such a weird phrase yeah. <laughs> university of michigan okay bill belichick's final loss final game new york jets <laughs> sorry that's all i'm saying you want to see i apologize yeah, you don't want for the smoke, heat you don't want to smoke right? honestly name me more michigan jets people <laughs> <laughs> go ahead if there's a Venn diagram, a circle, Michigan Jets. a circle I don't think there's a, that says no, Michigan right here, this circle, Michigan, this circle, Jets, where's the mesh point? How large is the mesh point? I honestly don't know any Michigan Jets people, so yeah, I guess it's you. Am I the only yeah. Michigan Jets person you know? Off the top of my head, yes. If you had told me all these years, Nick Saban... Would lose to Michigan in the Rose Bowl and retire. Bill Belichick's final game as a head coach of New England would snap a gajillion game win streak. 15, yeah, 15. I would say you're out of your mind. (laughs) That's how nuts the coaching carousel is. I can't keep coming up with analysis and perspective for you (laughs) on this front. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Perfect guest to put in perspective Nick Saban's place in Alabama, as well as everything going on in the world of college football. Nick Saban's first season in Alabama was Greg McElroy's in 2007. And Greg McElroy, who fresh off of calling Washington and Texas for ESPN and another college football season of expert analysis in the booth here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Greg? Rich, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. I always assumed you were a Northwestern guy, though, since that's where you got your masters. Yep. So I, I figured wherever you were most recently is your is your alma mater. So to, to oh, see you right? cross over to Jets slash Michigan was convenient no, under the circumstances. Uh, no, that's one way. That's a nice hot take to start it off, Greg. So, are you saying like Joe Namath is one of the great all-time Los Angeles Rams? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I'm not even crazy I'm enough to, to go that figure far. Figure out, you know, how far you're willing to take your theory. You know, <laughs> but I am a proud on, Northwestern. Joe Montana, alum. a great chief. Yeah, that's there's right. A, there's Let's a not forget. Examples. Let's not forget. Um, so, your thoughts on? On, on when you heard Nick Saban was retiring yesterday was was what, Greg? Uh, it's it's been a little bit rich, like a, a grieving process. Frankly, I mean, it's it, and it and it shouldn't be. We should be celebratory. 
Um, that was my initial reaction is, man, you know, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened, right? So cheesy, but at the same time, I was kind of the way I was trying to approach it. But it's it's just a huge loss for the sport. And, and frankly, it's just a diehard football fan to see Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, yeah. and Nick Saban all departing their respective jobs at the same time is just it's earth shattering. I mean, my whole life has has been made up of watching those guys succeed on the sideline. So uh, at first it was shock. Secondly, it was disappointment. And now um, as I go through the grieving process, I'm starting to think about what's next and and what could be coming for Alabama is exciting. But at the same time, it's it's nice to pay respects to a guy that just meant so much to me personally and so much to my alma mater. What was it like um, being one of his first um, kids being coached up, Greg? Well, it, it was really the it was the opportunity of a lifetime, you know, I mean, and he, he came in and we all we all knew that he was a really good coach and we knew he had an NFL pedigree and we were very optimistic about the foundation he was laying. Uh, he put us through a lot. <laughs> it was it wasn't always fun, Rich. It, it was not always fun, but we knew that if we worked hard and we did the things he asked us to do, the likelihood of success down the road was a real thing. And. Um, that was, I think, something that was so unique about the transition period is that he just wanted to weed us out and see who could handle it mentally, physically, you name it. The first off season was grueling and probably about as painful as it could possibly get. We ended up losing the last four games of the regular season in 2007 because we just didn't have any legs. I mean, we were out of gas. Uh, well, the next year we kind of understood how to go about it in a more efficient way. And we were able to manage it a little bit better. We ended up starting the season 12 and 0, but still couldn't finish lost the last two games of the season to both Florida and Utah respectively in the sugar bowl. So, um, the following year, we knew we just had to do a little more and, and we did. And we, and we put everything into that season to beat Florida, to do the little bit extra and ultimately get over the top. And we won our first national championship there in 09, uh, but even the the biggest Bama fan in the world probably wouldn't have told you at that point, hey, yeah, he's going to win six out of 12. <laughs> to, see the, <laughs> yeah, right. to see the consistency and success without any drop-off. And Rich, you know what to me says the biggest story? It's not the top 10 wins, not the top five wins, not the nine wins over the AP number one, which is just a ridiculous number. In 17 years, to have nine wins against the AP number one is absurd. But when you think about the fact that when you can actually count the losses and think, oh, well, that was a miraculous circumstance. Johnny Manziel played out of his mind. Cam Newton played out of his mind. You had a kick six. You had multiple overtime losses where a team had to go for two and win it. I mean, it was just mind-boggling when you can actually point to the losses and say, yeah, that was a, that was a remarkable Herculean feat. Uh, to be able to beat them and beat them the way they did. So um, he was an amazing coach, an amazing teacher, and a guy that I'm just so grateful to have had four years to spend with him. And the number of losses so few that the number of first-round draft choices he sent to the pros outstrips yeah. it. He has more of that than losses. It truly is remarkable, Greg. And you were the first quarterback to victory formation, take a knee uh, and hand a football to... Nick Saban in a, a, a national championship game or BCS championship game, whatever you want to put it. What was that moment like for you? It was amazing. Um, but the way he operated and, and rich, I think most successful people are driven this way. You've, mm -hmm. you've been around so many incredible people, you know, you've been around, uh, you know, Tom Brady, you've covered Tom Brady's career. You've covered so many people over the course of what I think is, is as good a career as you'll find in, in this industry. And, 
And the, the people that are different are the people that always have the mindset of, so what, what's next? You know, it's like, all right, here, here's the, here's the Gatorade bath coach. Here's the game ball. Yeah. But you know, we got to get on the ground recruiting tomorrow. And he was just wired that way. I mean, Tom Brady, I think was wired that way to an extent. It's like, yeah, winning three out of four was great, but you know what? We really should win four to five. And, and I think that's the way he has kind of been able to recharge on an annual basis. And that's why this kind of takes everyone aback a bit because you just felt like the only thing that would fulfill him uh, personally uh, and professionally is continuing to coach. But I think he recognized that as the game changed beneath his feet, the time that it would take for him to coach the way he wants to coach is no longer doable at 72 years of age. That's what I was going to ask you, Greg, is like, why now? Why do you think now? Is it the NIL, the portal? I mean, you know, there's there's no rules and he doesn't he looks around and he, he doesn't see anybody that's going to actually lead on that front to come up with the guardrails that could allow a full straight up competition to be on 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 the same level for everyone is that what it is i i don't think i think if you held his feet to the fire he, he would probably say that that might have accelerated the decision process perhaps um i think the guardrails is something he's been clamoring for uh, i think that having rules and regulations that everyone would adhere to applying maybe an NFL style to, to the college game with salary cap and management and roster management, all those things would, would be beneficial to the sport. But I, I really think that, and he said it to some of his inner circle that it, it really came down to recovery for him. I mean, he's going to work 14 hour days. He arrives at the facility at seven o'clock AM every day today, even the first day of his retirement, he arrived at seven sixteen AM central time, huh. uh, which to me, that's him. <laughs> you know, That's him. He's going to attack the day and ease in the transition but I think a guy that's going to work 14 hour days for a 72 year old, it's a lot more difficult to recover and give the same level of effort and intensity to the next day's preparation at 72. So I, I think it was more just the hours and not being able to give the same level that he has given for so many years. He only knows how to do it a certain way and he can no longer do that. So while I do think that the NIL might've accelerated things, uh, I don't think that was solely the reason why he decided to step away. Greg McElroy, former Alabama quarterback, now from ESPN, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about the what next, starting with Saban. What do you think? Uh, is he going to start working at your four-letter network? What do you think, Greg? Is he going to go <laughs> in the media? Is he, he going to go with Miss Terry and go travel the world? What do you think? Well, he, he did go to Italy um, last summer and got a taste of it and did not look real happy in those pictures. Um, so <laughs> I don't well, if you're not happy in Italy, then there's, you know, <laughs> maybe you should retire, you know, just like really start focusing and buckle down on on being happy. You know? Well, I, I think he ate a shaved turkey salad every day for lunch. And, and that was just the first of many courses at those Italian lunches. Okay. Um, so, so I, I think it's, it's fast. I mean, the guy is remarkably successful in everything he touches, whether it's his real estate, he owns Mercedes Benz dealerships. He's very, very involved in multiple lucrative opportunities. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a conglomerate in his own right. So he'll be very successful in whatever he pursues. If he does go on TV, I think he'd be terrific. Um, as you know, I mean, the efficiency of the TV world is is probably not something that it will take him time to, you know, get used to. Um, but I also think, too, there there could be things on the horizon where he could become a commissioner of sorts, where he, he could be very, very instrumental in what the next 
version huh. of college football might look like, assuming realignment continues and assuming we we kind of morph more into a model that has 50, 60 teams and it's all kind of under one umbrella. I mean, there's there's a lot of speculation about us moving in that direction as a sport. And uh, I can't think of anyone that would be more qualified to assist in that movement and, and help put in place some things that would be beneficial to not just the schools, but to the student athletes as well. Really? So, cause I'm looking for a hero. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm serious, man. Uh, I, I, I even, I've asked Sankey if he's be interested in being a commissioner of college football. I mean, Chip Kelly was 1 million percent on to something, Greg, when, when he said what he said about remove football from every other sport at these schools and let let all the let the Pac-12 continue to exist for every other sport but football, because yeah. you know regional action makes sense in terms of dollars, sense geography. It makes sense in terms of rivalry. It makes sense on every level. And football, let's remove them from it, and then start getting some like-minded schools together. By like-minded, I mean revenue and issues about scheduling and NAL and portal and come up with guidelines, not just for the schools, but for the kids need protection. How many kids are being told, we'll give you this money, we'll give you that. And then then suddenly somebody enters the portal, takes their job a year later, and the kids are like, now going to school two, school three. They'll never wind up with a degree. So, you know, somebody's got to step in. Are you saying Saban could be that guy? And for, for what organization? Does it exist? Uh, I don't, I don't, it's something that is purely as I have the same concerns you do. Sure. I have the same hopes and aspirations that that's where we go um, in time. Uh, mostly I always look at it from a player's perspective. I think that'd be beneficial to the player to sure. get clarity and to not have bad actors um, that are giving them misinformation. So uh, I, I think coach Saban, and I, I don't know if he has an interest in this, it seems like it'd be a lot of paperwork <laughs> and something that, that might not be too intriguing for him. But mm-hmm. as far as an advisory role, uh, I can't think of anyone more qualified uh, to help and assist in, in a transition that could take place in the next five, 10 years of college football. And then what's next for who's next for Alabama, Dan Lanning, everyone was already putting him in you know, uh, a, a script a pretty much. And, um, and he's staying in Oregon. He put out a video of him telling his players, he's not going. Oh, what do you think? Well, I, I think that Dan Lanning was, you know, he was definitely on the short list of, of candidates, but his buyout is remarkably prohibitive. Um, he's really expensive option. And if, and D- Alabama's flush with cash, there, there's no doubt about it. But when you start to think about, well, you got to pay the coach this, you got the buyout of this, and then you're taken away from NIL, potentially you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. So I, I do think that they are being pragmatic with their approach um, and are balancing everything. I, I never thought Dan Lanning was really going to be in a position to leave Oregon. He's got a tremendous amount of resources. They've had early success there, and I think he wants to continue to build. Um, but there's a lot of really good options out there. Um, it's just a matter of of what's valued by Greg Byrne and, and the small firm that's helping him, or the small committee of of people that he's he's listening to to kind of put it together. But the names off the top of everyone's head would be the the usual suspects. I mean, uh, Kalen DeBoer, Mike Norvell, that all the same people that's on everyone's list. I would assume that the that the calls would would be made there. But I'd make calls all over the place. I'd make someone say no uh, before I moved on because I think it is a very desirable job. And did you hear Greg Charlie Baker, who is in charge at present? the NCAA, saying that he thought uh, Michigan won everything on the up and up. And uh, I found that interesting, hearing the NCAA president say that. Greg, what are your two cents on on that? They were a worthy champion to me. 
Okay. Uh, I have no issues whatsoever with any of the so-called scandal. I've, I've said from the beginning, Rich, if you steal my signals, that's on me. Um, that's, that's the way I see it. Uh, I know other people feel differently about it. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they were the most complete team in college football. Uh, and had to battle remarkable adversity en route to a 15-0 championship. So I have no issue whatsoever, and I'm glad to see that the president of the NCAA and others have have kind of stepped to the forefront and say, no, there, there's no there's no asterisks next to this thing, man. This was an honest championship, and and they got it done. Could that because uh, be because um, you know uh, Michigan was part of some of the most highly rated uh, games, including the national championship game, the highest rated in four years. Uh, one of the highest cable rating games at the Rose Bowl, and um, Jim's thinking of leaving. Are they are they throwing roses at his feet as he's leaving, or trying to keep <laughs> him to stay? Greg, what's up with that? I, I, I can find it interesting. I, all of a sudden, the NCAA can, is saying stuff well, after you, Michigan goes on the run. If think? you think Jim Harbaugh's decision uh, mm-hmm. about whether he should return to the NFL or not is going to be determined by the endorsement of the NCAA, I think we, we might be misguided. Okay. But right. uh, I, I think it's very interesting, but hmm. I don't think that has a lot to do with it. I think it really, uh, he's about challenges and Jim Harbaugh is the ultimate oh, yeah. competitor. And, and I think at this point, he doesn't care what anyone else thinks. I mean, he really, really doesn't. <laughs> he's proven that. So uh, he doesn't care. He'll, he'll take the job that he thinks is most going to fulfill him. And that job very well could be the NFL, but it also could be at Michigan, which is a heck of a spot to be. Greg, last one for you. Nick Saban was great or is great or is an all-time great because finish the sentence for me. Uh, he's an all-time great because there's never been anyone that sustained a level of success in an era in which we have scholarship limitations and people actually have resources. Every single game is televised. It's not like people have a competitive advantage nowadays. Right. The playing field has been leveled over the last 20, 25 years. I mean, we're no longer voting on championships um, to an extent, right? I mean, we still have the 14 playoff and people will say that, well, Alabama was given the benefit of the doubt on multiple occasions. But then again, when they got there, they took care of business. So I think as far as creating consistent excellence, there's nobody that's come close, especially in an era where the goods and bads and the great programs ebb and flow. And we've seen it happen multiple times with tremendous programs over the last 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, Texas has been down. Michigan's been down. Ohio State's had a bad year or two every once in a while. Bama hasn't. Uh, and I think that's a really difficult thing to do, to continue to create that edge the way Nick Saban did over the last 17 seasons. Always college football with Greg McElroy is the name of a podcast that he is uh, hosting. And Greg, I appreciate you joining us on this uh, momentous day. And I, 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 as you uh, pointed out earlier, emotional day uh, for you and everyone in Crimson Tide uh, in the Alabama family. So I appreciate the time, Greg. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Rich. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor. Right back at Oh, thank you. Right back at you. That's Greg McElroy at Greg McElroy on the old X machine right here. Can't argue with it, Oof, right? Absolutely not. He was the first guy to take a victory formation in a BCS championship game in Alabama for Nick and say, here you go. There's a football. We just won it. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, man. It's like landing on the moon. <laughs> right. You know, that's on your resume. You know what? Uh, let's take a break here. Baker Mayfield's going to join us next. Hey. How about them apples? Hey, all right. Don't go anywhere. He's the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Carl Anthony Towns, Hour 3 and more of your phone calls. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's the most pissed off you made Nick Saban ever? Oh, when I took the sack second and 26 <laughs> in the national in championship. That game. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the one that you immediately made up for with an amazing play yes, that sir. put you on the map? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that, that sack? Yeah. Okay. That was the sack. So um, walk me through how that, uh, how, what he said to you, if you can, in a, in a certain way on a live yeah, well, radio I, TV broadcast. I mean, I could only see it on camera, you know? Um, how mad he, he was that was probably the most pissed off though i i, I think he's ever been i mean he he, he, was, he was squeezing his headset so hard <laughs> and then um you know like it was hard because the emotion was like so mad to so happy you know so fast for him and you know we got into the locker room when everything settled down i mean he was still still the same coach you know yeah. he pulled me to the side like what, what were you thinking you know um, so like after you sack. won, after you won the game, mm-hmm. and you picking confetti out of your hair, he still took a moment yeah, in that being, moment to revisit yeah. that. Sack. Yeah, being who he is, I mean, you know, he he pulled me to the side. He said, you know, well, why did you take the sack? Right. You know, and I, I thought it was a good time to joke with him. You know, so I, <laughs> I mean, we we won the national championship, so I told him. I told him, well, you know, we, we needed more room to throw the ball, coach. You know, and, like, he looked at me, and, like, I was laughing. He's like, that's not funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, I Come didn't on. know what else to do in that situation. I was like, okay, I, I'm sorry, coach. So I shook his hand, and he just moved on. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh man. That's amazing. I wow. love that story. Yeah. That made my favorite story the whole week. So you just figured, yeah, hey. I was like, yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Thought it was a good time to joke, but it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, nope. It's never a good time, I guess, in that respect. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Game time tickets. Get this app on your mobile device and start buying tickets for anything in your area. Sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. Game time's the fast and easy way to buy tickets with killer last-minute deals. You can sometimes even find tickets an hour after your event starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats when you can also see the view from your seat before you buy if you have some time to check it out. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front. You know you're getting a great deal before you even check out. I love to use it. Everyone here loves to use it. Susie uses it. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code RICH for your $20 off your first purchase code. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create your account. Redeem the code RICH. $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Look who's joining us right now here on the Rich Eisen Show, the quarterback of the moment. It's my boy <laughs> from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting set to take on the Philadelphia Eagles in a primetime Monday night football game that you can hear on Westwood One. My friend, if you don't mind, Baker Mayfield. How you doing, Baker? I'm doing great. How are you? Man, you look good. The beard's tight. The beard is tight right now. Been working on my lineups, yeah. Okay, because, you know, I'm saying, I mean, um, uh, playoff beards normally get long. You know what I mean? Like normally Brett Kiesel used to show up like, you know, a cough drop brother, you know, one of those guys, but you're tight, man. You're tight. Cough drop brother. Wow. That's uh you okay. like that? That's vivid. That's, that's what's yeah, called imagery. It, hey, it is. My, one, like my school won the national championship right now. So I'm seeing everything clearly Baker. You know what I mean? Like that's my life right now. Congrats on that, by the way. Thank you. Let me tell you something. When you planted that flag in Ohio state, you had me at hello, brother. You had me at – you have no idea. So many Michigan fans root for you because of that, Baker. That's a fact. I love it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, so let's go. Uh, what's your mindset? Walk me through what you're thinking about with this big start on Monday Night Football, Baker. Just another opportunity for us. You know, we, we played them really early in the season uh, when we were still offensively trying to figure out who we were right. and not really knowing our identity scheme-wise, what we were going to be good at. And we've, we've improved a lot. Um, but it's still they're still a great ball club. They still have the, the front that's one of the best in the league. So we gotta gotta know how to attack. Gotta be aware of certain guys on the edge and up front, um, and, and just take care of the ball. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Looking back on it, we didn't start fast against them, and we didn't take care of the ball. And a, and a good team like that is gonna take advantage of it. And and what did it mean for you to quarterback a team that's made the playoffs this year for you? Um, just another opportunity for me to have fun playing football again was was a blessing in itself. But then to be able to come here and be surrounded by this locker room, it's a special group. And um, you know how I am. You know, nobody really gave us a chance at the beginning, but, you know, division champs again and got a chance in the playoffs. And so we've been improving at the right time of the year. And we just wanted a chance to get in to, to see what we can do in the playoffs. And what what uh, connection? You clearly have a connection with Mike Evans. And uh, listen, you're a smart guy. Find 13 doesn't take anybody that brilliant to figure that one out but you did obviously find him over and over again how did you get that going so successfully in your mind this year baker well a lot of it goes to mike um to be honest with you he's just he's a special talent in itself Uh, obviously a big big receiver but he's so fast and just i think when it comes to the non-physical things uh just the communication uh between me and him talking about how he's going to run routes based on certain leverage or coverage and understanding um 
his body language at the top of what he's really trying to accomplish. And so it's, there's been improvement the whole, whole year. And, and that just goes with each rep, just understanding how he's going to do certain things and come out of it. And um, yeah, he's a stud. And I, I can't say enough about him. Yeah. And, and obviously the, the offense, the last couple of weeks though, did not click similarly to, I guess the middle of that season to what do you yep. owe that Baker? You know, the, the last two games against division opponents that, um, really good against the run, really physical teams against the run. I know stat wise, you know, wins and losses, Carolina is not, not the best, but uh, they have a good defense statistically. And so they, they presented their own issues and we didn't play our best games. I didn't, I didn't start with that. And uh, just, we found a way to win and that's what it comes down to at, at the end of the year and uh, found a way to get into the playoffs. And now we just got to put it all together. Uh, Baker Mayfield joining us here on the Rich Eisen show. Your your previous playoff experience where you and the Browns boat race the Steelers, you go into Arrowhead, you really give a game to the Kansas City Chiefs. How will you utilize that? Because playoff experience means so much, and so many players don't know that until they get in the middle of the game sometimes, and just it just feels different. How are you going to be able to draw? What, what from that experience will you draw to bring into Monday night, Baker? Yeah, just think, thinking about those games, it's – Teams don't beat themselves, and from the quarterback position, it's taking care of the ball, taking the easy completions. Yeah, we're going to have certain game plan things that we want to scheme up and take our shots, but taking care of the ball, staying ahead of the chains, and just making sure we give ourselves a chance to be in this game. Our defense is playing extremely well right now, special teams as well, so we got to do our part, play a little field position game, and score as many points as possible. So uh, for me, it's it's back to the basics and a hyper-focus on that. And then who are you circling so far in the in the meetings? What, what are, Who are you circling? on the screen for Philadelphia well, right now. We, we, their whole front is uh, one big circle. Yeah. One, one big circle. They, they have a bunch of studs up front uh, and they've done such a good job personnel wise of bringing these guys in and continuing to um, when they, when they take out their starters, they rotate the, the backups in and they're not backups by any means. And so just got to be ready for that. got to handle their front and go from there. Well, I guess in a way it's, it's another playoff game for you against Georgia, right? Against, <laughs> except this it one, the trip, I, I'm a different but, outcome. I, yeah. I, I know, and it probably won't go to triple overtime as well, you know. But uh, we'll you know what I mean. That yeah. just—it seems like you're taking on Georgia again uh, with exactly. Philadelphia, and uh, and again, um, you and Hertz. I know. Did you ever reach out to him when he was at Oklahoma? Is, is there any any history at all? You and him, very and briefly. Not, okay, not a whole lot. Uh, more of the communication was through Lincoln Riley, but um, other than that, no. Jalen, he's always been a great leader. He showed that from when he was at Alabama, going to Oklahoma, and obviously now. And so um, he, he's been playing at a high level for a long time, and got got a lot of respect for him. All right, Baker, and and again, I, I and I appreciate you, you know, starting the conversation talking about the collective. You're the leader of, in many ways uh, of this team, and obviously a leader on this team. Um, and, but I, I'd love if you wouldn't mind just a couple of questions about you here, man. I mean, with everything that went down in the off season last year and you getting an opportunity, as you point out and use it as the word opportunity for the bucks. And now here you are, you, you, you won a division. You've made, you've made the playoffs with this team. You've got a ticket to the tournament right now and there's lots for you to do. And I know you don't want to spike the football, but is there a part of you that's like showing everybody, look. You know, I'm still Baker freaking Mayfield. Anything like that? What do you got? Uh, no, for me, it was getting an opportunity to play in a stable organization and uh, knowing what the pieces I had around me. And from the very beginning, and I said this a lot to, to our local people, but 
they've empowered me to be the best version of myself. And that's all I can truly ask for. And that, that, that even goes back to pre-draft stuff, knowing Todd Bowles when he was with the Jets um, and saying that if I was going to be there, he wanted me to be me and, and, and do that at a high level. So uh, I can't say enough about them empowering me and allowing me to do that. And that's I'm having fun playing football again, and that's when I'm at my best. When you say empower you, well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? You know, you know, I'm going to give a couple side jabs here and there, have some fun around the locker room and the organization. So uh, they, they just get used to it. They, they understand that I'm having fun. Uh, I've always enjoyed the way, you know, people are wired, whether they need an arm around them or, or a little rib jab. So uh, just just allowing me to, to be the best version of my leadership wise. And so um, I've enjoyed it a lot. OK, so and do you think this is your spot after how long you play in the playoffs this year? Is it, are you home? Baker? I, I would hope for that. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing. I've allowed myself going into free agency again to, to show people what I'm capable of. And, uh, but yeah, it's been a great place here and I would love to be back. Okay. So, but there have been no conversations between team Baker and team Tampa or not that I know of. I know there's probably a mutual interest to come back here, um, but no specifics. We'll handle that whenever we, we finish up. Okay. Baker. Well, it's great to chat with you, man. It's been too long. It really has been. Has been too long, Rich. Well, it's been a few months. I, I just want to let you percolate. I don't want to bother you. You know what I mean? I just want to watch you be the best version. And I love it. You know, I mean, you get up, you, you the first down signals are still as crisp as ever. You know what I mean? You're still stiff arming as crisp as ever. And we, had to, we had to brush a couple of those things off, knock the dust off. Okay. You know, and, and the guys here accuse me of wanting to, you know, have you as my, uh, one of my, my sons, right? How many, I've got two sons. You're, you're his third son, Baker. You're his third son. You know? Yeah. You I'm, can only ask to be third in the Eisen family, you know? <laughs> you know, hey, and you know, there's two dogs as well, Baker. So you know how that works. So, I know how that hierarchy goes. I'm not going to. So, you know, a little bit down after the dogs in the house, but uh, I just love watching you play. And I just know um, what do you think is going to be going through your mind in that tunnel Monday night? The rest of super wild card weekend has already played out. It's just you and your team and the Eagles. And you know, that's a defending NFC champs. And you know, the whole country is just watching What's going through your mind in that tunnel Monday night, do you think? It's another great opportunity for us to go out and show what we're capable of. You know, like like I said earlier, a lot of people doubted us from the very beginning. Um, and here we are in the playoffs now going up against a good opponent. So do it the best we can, handle it the best we can, and have fun while doing it. Do you and get that's, the, that's how this Bucks team plays their best. Do you get in the middle of a – do you, do you gather everybody? Do you give them the last words before going out there? You that guy? Not necessarily. Uh, maybe a few things in the locker room, but not, not on the field. No, oh, in the locker room, behind the scenes. It's just a little one-on-one conversation with, with, with the offensive guys. Uh, go around and, and dap up the defensive guys. And, yeah, just, just look them in the eyes and let them know we're ready to roll. All right. You know, you got Sap, too. You don't want to let him down. He'll be out there. 99 will be out there. But he'll be there. You will get Ronda Barber back for the Eagles fans. Uh, it'll be a good show. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Sap will tell you. Sap is so proud of the Bucks shutting down the old vet and opening up the new link by beating the Eagles both times. He just he just stands up straight 99 and Brooks does too. They'll all be there. I'm sure they'll all be there for you. Oh, they will. Okay. That's that's another cool spot or cool part about this place is those guys are still always still around. Baker, you're the man. Be well. Have a great uh, fun time. I'll be watching. Appreciate you guys. Right back at you. That's Baker Mayfield. That's my boy. Right here on the Rich Eisen show. 
All right, that wasn't that well awkward, was it? <laughs> I think he understands. Yeah. He looks fine. Bull said he, if there was a, a practice today, he might not have been out there. Well, I think he has ribs and shoulder thing going on. He's 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 playing. That guy's playing. What, is he going to let Kyle Trask on Monday Night Football? Is that what he's going to do? No, I don't think so. I think having the extra day helps. Sure no, does. No doubt. Absolutely. Guys, not to belabor the point. <laughs> Nick Saban retired, and then Bill Belichick parted ways with the Patriots. Like, what the hell? I honestly don't get it. Um, phone calls, 844-204-H, number to dial. I have at Chris Brockman's behest. <laughs> Sorry, I've been pushing for this. Top this five week, yeah. best coaching jobs available. Yeah. Oh, I like this one. And I I've been like pushing it. back because I'm like, you know, you wanted to do it two days ago. Oh. Alabama and New England wouldn't have been on the list. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to hold. I'm like Braveheart, oh, and you're yeah, you're yeah. you're the ones in yeah. the horses. You're well. I feel like if we wait till like, Monday, Alabama won't be on the list. But Steelers, you were saying that early, and Steelers Landing and, already said no. Steelers and Cowboys might be on the list on Monday. You know what I mean? Maybe Bills too. Ooh. You just made the list. Okay. You know what I mean? We could revisit next I, week. I'll put that out there. Are you ready for Carl Anthony Towns to join this program? Oh, no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Here. I'm, I, I'm not going to ask him about what happened last night. See, that's a different. Like great, great in the game. NBA and the NFL, if this was the NFL, I'd be like, what happened last night against the Celtics? <laughs> right. But you know, he's got a game tomorrow night. Yeah. They're already yeah. Now when, there, now when there's 82 of these, and he's a half game in front of the Oklahoma City Thunder that takes on the Trailblazers tonight to match the Timberwolves for the best record in the West. Love it. I know. Carl Anthony Towns is about to join us. Your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We're going to empty the phone banks. That's what hour th number three is going to be all about right here on this wild Thursday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Honestly, the last two days, three days, it's just no one's going to get fired tomorrow. Uh, I mean... Who, who who would it be? Like who would it be? Uh, the Bears should fire Eberflus. Like after saying we're 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 yeah. in. Yeah, there's too many. What are you like Jake Johnson from yesterday? There's it's just too like... many better coaches available now. The situation's changed. NFL not for long. Like it's it's it, oh the, they the, the, Belichick the will go to Chicago. The tenor of the league today is different than it was yesterday. Because Agre Belichick's available. Agreed. Because Belichick's available. Yeah. Schefter keeps hinting at there's multiple playoff teams. Right. That are could make a move now the bill is available. He keeps hinting at it. Who is he talking about and what does he know? That man's team. I mean, come on, guys. That man's yeah. team. We already explained this. If we get curb stomped by the Packers, then yeah, there's a chance. By the way, I we, honestly think Buffalo Bills, if they lose to Pittsburgh, they're gonna go get Belichick. Why not? Dude. He has Josh Allen is there. A stud quarterback is there. That would be insane. That would be a Favre-like move to say, I'll just go stay in division. I'll go to Buffalo and I'll kick your ass. Win a championship with Buffalo? God status in Western New York. Wow. Wow. Mount Belichick. Wow. That just is, uh, I don't, that would be something. Hmm. That would change my top five list. <laughs>